You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing well. Had a great weekend. BYU crushed North Alabama 66-14 if you didn't see it already. We'll talk a little bit about that, but there's another pressing story that you may have seen pop up on social media yesterday that we need to discuss. What in the world is going on with BYU and their quote-unquote ducking of Washington. We'll examine that and, of course, catch you up on some of the other news and notes around the BYU Athletic Department, including new uniforms for the December 12th game against San Diego State. Got some details on that ahead on today's podcast as well. Our title sponsor today is our good friends at Built Bar. Love this company. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. Save yourself 20% on your next order. Also brought to you today by our good friends over at All Guard Pest Control. Thankful for both of those companies and their support of the podcast. All right. Without further ado, let's have some fun. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 20th. 23rd, 2020. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. First things first, big thank you to all of you who have downloaded this show each and every day. But if you haven't done so already, or if you're new to the podcast, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you guys need to know about each day, as well as passing along insider tidbits that you will not find anywhere else. So make sure to make make sure to make this a priority and listen to it every day. And this is, of course, the spirit of Thanksgiving. We have the holiday coming up this Thursday. A big thank you, and I'm thankful for all of you for your support of the show. All right. Let's dig into this a little bit. Yesterday, reports started to emerge that the University of Washington, who had their Apple Cup rivalry game for this coming weekend against Washington State, canceled by the Pac-12 due to COVID concerns inside the Washington State program. Word started to emerge around, I'd say about 4.35 o'clock yesterday afternoon or evening, depending on how you look at it, that uh, BYU had been reached out to by the Huskies about a potential game this weekend. Okay, sweet. BYU gets their chance against a Power 5 team. Let's go for it, right? Sure. On its head, yeah, I think BYU would be for it. The issue herein is that BYU, after the game against North Alabama on Saturday, and uh, I wasn't going to spend a lot of time breaking down that game. I probably was going to spend a segment today, but of course this became pressing news. So good win, 66-14. You pasted an FCS bye game. You did what you need to do on that front. But BYU, in the aftermath of that game, the players on the BYU football program were told, hey, you guys have the week off this coming week. You can go home, spend the holiday with your family, etc. The vast majority of BYU's players, if not all of them, already attend all online classes. So it's not an issue for them to have to stay in Provo to attend class. Many guys either departed Provo yesterday or departing today, flying home, driving, whatever it might be, to spend the holiday with their families. They anticipated having the week off. So you would have had to, if you're BYU and you automatically sign up and say, yes, we'll play Washington, you have to call all those guys back and get them back on campus and be in game prep immediately. Okay, that's problematic. 
Then also comes into play is the stipulations the Pac-12 put on scheduling non-conference games. BYU would have had to up their testing protocols to include one PCR test a week, which is an increased cost across the board to have testing protocols that equal what the Pac-12 is doing. You also have to play the game at Washington, so you have the travel costs that go into all of this, getting yourselves to Seattle and getting the hotel and all the different things that go into that. Okay, those things can be accounted for. But then here, in my opinion, was the deal breaker if I'm the BYU administration slash coaching staff. Pac-12 guidelines that were issued last week stipulate that if a non-conference game is scheduled, great. But come Thursday of any given week where one of those games is, is scheduled and another Pac-12 team comes available for the Pac-12 team who has a game scheduled. So let's say in the case of this, BYU and Washington schedule their game. Okay, great. Come Thursday, the ASU-Arizona State-Utah game, which has actually already been moved back one day to Sunday, that game is canceled outright. Well, according to the Pac-12 guidelines, immediately, without hesitation, no uh, argument to be made, the rules stipulate that BYU would have their game against Washington canceled, bam, like that. Hopefully you heard that snap. It's over. Then it's Utah and Washington. So, if you're BYU, you're left holding the bag, having the increased cost of increasing your testing protocols. All of the travel arrangements you made have to pay, be paid for. And you know what? All of a sudden, Thursday comes along and, oh, hey, happy Thanksgiving, but by the way, we're not playing Saturday. Why would BYU sign up for that, folks? Why? I may come off as a homer on today's podcast, but I don't care. I saw a lot of hand-wringing going on from the national media yesterday about BYU quote-unquote ducking the Huskies. They did not duck anybody. They were just not willing to sign up on a whim for a game that may not happen, absorb all of the costs that have no guarantees for them to help them in any way, shape, or form. Because let's be real, Washington is not a ranked Power 5 team, folks. BYU right now, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow because the college football playoff rankings come out tomorrow. BYU ranked number 8 in the country right now has a lot to lose and little to gain by playing a game on the terms of the Pac-12 is stipulated for what this game probably would have entailed. Hopefully that made sense. But I do not see any reason why BYU would have just jumped headlong in, feet first, and said, yes, let's do this thing. Tom Homo ain't dumb, folks. He is going to make sure that he looks out for the best interests of the BYU football program. Kalani Satake is going to do the exact same thing. In fact, Kalani Satake spoke to the media Saturday after the game and essentially said, you know what? We're willing to play, and we were the only team who was willing to play earlier this summer. Here you go. We've been committed to playing football, and so I just want to remind everyone that that we have been that way from the very beginning. When things were looking pretty bleak for a lot of teams to play, we stuck within our our, our leadership and the administration. Everybody stuck with it. So you know, if, if that does happen, then then get get a hold of them because we want to play games as many as possible. My main point is just reminding everyone that we were in this from the very beginning, and so if there's a way that we can get more games, and great. But you probably assume that we want to play more football because that's that's what we committed to doing from the very beginning. And nobody else was doing it. There you go, Kalani Satake. 
He's not wrong, folks. BYU was the only team in August for more than a thousand miles around them who was willing to play football. All of this junk about BYU ducking the Huskies or ducking a Power 5 opponent, holy smokes, give it a rest. I issued an open invite on my Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch yesterday to any and all national media who want to come on and debate this with me. I'm happy to go on their podcast, their radio shows. I will talk with them about this. It was one-sided. The early statements about this. BYU, they're not willing to play, blah, blah, blah. There was so much out there that you're just like, are you kidding me? Why would BYU abide by this? I'm glad some cooler heads prevailed. Guys like Ralph Russo, Pete Thamel, they started to come to the defense in a way of BYU saying, you know what? BYU is willing to play this game if they can get a contract signed. You want to put it in ink speaking of the Pac-12 or Washington, that, you know what, no matter what comes this week, we'll play, sweet, let's go for it. But you know what, the Pac-12 wasn't willing to do that because Larry Scott and his cronies over there in San Francisco are a bunch of buffoons. That's an issue for another day because I think the Pac-12 is a joke. But they are buffoons thinking that BYU was just going to say, you know what, great, we're the suckers, we'll play the sucker for you guys and we'll just take it on. That's not how it works, folks, so... I'm actually proud of BYU for standing up for themselves. There was no reason for them to say, you know what? P- yes, sir. May I please have another with regards to scheduling this game? They were not going to just say, oh, sweet, a Power 5 game. Let's jump in. They're going to look at the details. They're going to determine what's in their best interest. And you know what? Frankly, right now, BYU's on track for New Year's Six Bowl game, folks. What else do you really want? And I get the college football playoff things out there. I still don't believe BYU is an actual player for the college football playoff. Uh, That's probably just me and my embittered self, but I just don't think that's going to happen. So as it stands, it looks like BYU is going to stand pat. Could they schedule a game for December 5th or December 19th? I sure hope so. I'd love to see them play. I would love to see BYU play Washington. I'm all on board with that game being played, just not on the stipulations and the ridiculous nature that it looked like it has become. And, man, I just don't know. I, I feel bad because BYU essentially got all of the heat for essentially doing nothing. Nothing official has come out from BYU. I don't even know if we're going to speak to the media today. I haven't heard about that yet. So who knows what's going to happen. But BYU took the brunt of this. And you know what? They did nothing that should have affected them. So I feel for Tom Homo and the BYU Athletic Department. they got to be sitting there thinking like, whoa, what's this firestorm that we didn't start and all of a sudden we're the bad guys? It's just, it, it looks like a smear campaign on its head. And call me a homer if you will, but I just don't see this as being advantageous for BYU in any way to sign up to play Washington on the terms the Pac 12 is set. It just doesn't seem in their best interest. Of course, we'll find out more when it comes to the college football playoff rankings. And if you believe some of the reports, BYU told Washington, yeah, we're willing to talk about this, but we need to wait and see what the CFP rankings on Tuesday look like. And Washington says, no, 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 no. You got to make a decision now. Yeah, you just say, okay, well, great. You guys have a good day. Thanks for talking. We'll talk to you soon. You just move on from that. So here's hoping that things work out. The BYU gets another game or two on the schedule. But you know what? You don't need to play a sucker if you're the Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll talk a little bit more about BYU, of course, football. Also, uh, some details about a new uniform or an oldie but goodie uniform that BYU is breaking back out on December 12th. 
against San Diego State. We'll talk about the blackout uniforms here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, our good friends over at Built Bar. Guys, we love this company. I love this company. And I can't encourage you guys enough to check out what Built Bar's got going on. They are the best tasting protein bars on the market. They taste like a candy bar. They're soft and easy to chew. And they are absolutely 100% delicious. You will never have craved a protein bar like this one. I, In fact, in my entire life experience, folks, I have never craved a protein bar, period, until I had a Built Bar. 18 incredible flavors, guys. Nut and non-nut flavors. They have something that'll fit your palate. I guarantee it. So you can go to BuiltBar.com to learn more about it. Check it out and have an opportunity to have the best tasting protein bars in your pantry. They're perfect for the health conscious guy or gal. If you're on the keto diet, they're the perfect complement for that as well. So don't waste any more time. Go to BuiltBar.com and while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and save 20% on your first order or your next order. Regardless of where you're at in life, Built Bars are the perfect complement for your diet. Check it out, guys. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Save 20% on the best-tasting protein bars on the market. Coming up on tomorrow's edition of the show, of course, the college football playoff will make their debut rankings tomorrow evening. We're going to preview those rankings on tomorrow's Locked On Cougars podcast. I'll kind of give you a, a lay of the land with regards to where I think BYU probably lands in those initial rankings. And obviously, the Cougars are hoping to be inside that top 12 because traditionally, if you're inside the top 12, you're going to make a New Year's Six Bowl game. So like I said, we'll preview that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. So make sure to join us then. But Saturday evening, you guys probably saw this. Maybe you didn't. But BYU revealed on social media that they will wear their blackout uniforms. They last wore, I believe, four years ago when they face off against San Diego State on December 12th. Uh, reading up on it and talking with people, this was a player's decision. They've actually been given a lot more of a say this year. Speaking of the BYU football program, the players themselves have been given a big say in terms of what they wear week to week. Uh, guys like Matt Bushman have influenced decisions previously. Last week, BYU put a gray face mask on their uniforms because it was a request to the players. Well, the blackout uniforms are coming back. And many people, myself included, I will freely admit that, I thought this was the truth as well is that BYU went to Nike and said, hey, we like to wear those blackout uniforms. Can you make them on short notice for us? I also had the thought that maybe BYU had um, requested them earlier on this summer because normally BYU and uniform requests from Nike, you actually send them in months beforehand. The machinations behind this, you don't just call up Nike and say, hey, Nike, we need this type of a uniform. Nike will work with you, but you have to make your orders early on and BYU According to what I've talked to and heard from people inside the program, BYU actually never sold the old blackout uniforms. So this was not a new uniform that's being worn on December 12th. When BYU wore them, like I said, it was four years ago, the last time they wore them, they packed them away. They have held on to them. So they are still around the BYU football program. And I had thought they had sold them off because I remember a big sale going on with the Cougar Club. But in talking with people around the program, what was sold was actually the blackout helmets. And some of you may be smarter than I am and remember this, but the blackout helmets were what were sold. So the only expense for BYU in this regard was making sure they had enough of the blackout helmets back in stock for the players to play in this game against December on December 12th against San Diego State. I'm looking forward to seeing the Cougars wear the uniforms. Are they my favorite uniforms in BYU's repertoire? No, absolutely not. I think they're a good uniform to wear 
yeah, once every four years. I think it's a good thing to pull out every so often. Uh, similar, if you guys pay attention to other uniforms around the country, I'm a huge fan, by the way, of the of the green Notre Dame jerseys. They rarely wear them. They only come out every so often. Uh, the Bush Push game, what, 15, 16 years ago was one of them. Might have actually been the last time they wore those uniforms. They don't wear green a lot. I would like for BYU's blackout uniforms to be that every so often in the off year that they are having something special go on that they wear it then. I don't want it to be a yearly thing. That's my personal gut feeling. I'm sure many of you are probably talking to yourselves or talking to me, talking back to me on your podcast provider of choice, wherever you're listening in from and saying, Jake, I want it to be part of the rotation constantly. I get it. I think it should be that special uniform that doesn't come out all of the time. If BYU's got something cooking, something special going on like they have right now, sitting at 9-0, the only 9-0 team in the country, by the way, if, you didn't, if, you were paying, if you're chalking it up at home, BYU is the only 9-0 team in the country, rank number eight in the country, why not break them out now? This is that special opportunity. So my plea and my request to BYU Athletic Administration, the football program, the powers that be, is it the blackout uniforms? Yes, you keep them in the rotation. They are still always there and something that's available to the program, but you only break them out on special occasions. San Diego State on December 12th, if it ends up being the only game that BYU plays the rest of the way and you're going for 10 and 0, that is the perfect reason to break them out. So I am looking forward to seeing BYU wear those uniforms again. They're not my favorite. They're not by far my favorite. I actually really like the Royal looks that BYU has broken out over the past few years. In my opinion, Royal Blue should be BYU's primary color. I get that there's issues with Nike and whatnot, and they like the Navy look. Great. I like the fact that BYU has more uniform combinations right now, but the blackout ones, it should always be there for BYU available to them if they want to wear them, but I'd like to see them become, yeah, like those green jerseys, the the forest green, the, the what do they call it? Is it the Irish green? I don't remember what they call it for Notre Dame, but make the blackout uniforms for BYU that kind of um, special edition that doesn't come out all the time. It comes out once, maybe three every four years when you have really something special going on with the football program, and that's when you wear them. I think it's a great look. I really do. I think BYU looks slick wearing them. It's a, it's a different look for the Cougars. They have that black helmet, just the blackout look with the royal blue and white accents. is a really good look, but I want it to be a special occasion thing only. So, Looking forward to seeing it. And the good news is, is BYU, many of you probably were a little bit miffed. Some of you may be thinking, well, BYU just announced their $20 million in the hole. Why are they spending money on these new jerseys? They did not spend the money on the jerseys. Let's be clear about that. The only increased expense was making sure they had enough of the blackout helmets, some of which they sold off when they wore them the last time, to make sure they had the complete look. So, all things considered, a pretty minor expense, and BYU, they're going to be looking slick when it comes to December 12th, and I'm looking forward to it. So wanted to pass along what I've learned in that regard. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we need to talk about some of the goings-on in the NFL yesterday, especially with regards to Taysom Hill and his first start at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Went pretty well, and we'll break that down here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Guys, love this company. Love having Seth on the show on Fridays to talk about pest control issues. If you guys would like to be entered to win a free treatment from All Guard Pest Control, 
It's real easy to do. We give them away quite often. And when Seth joins us, the owner of All Guard Pest Control on Friday, you can have your questions answered. But additionally, you're entered to win a free treatment from All Guard Pest Control. Why All Guard Pest Control? Well, simply because they are the best. They're a local company based in Utah County that's capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, even out of the Tooele, Wasatch County areas, even all the way down into Juab County. If you need pest control services, All Guard Pest Control is the right option for you. They use the safest products in the industry that want to make sure that you guys are confident and safe at the same time. And guess what? Right now with the COVID-19 pandemic going on, they're making sure that everybody feels comfortable with their services. You don't want them to come into your home. Great. They'll treat on the outside. You want them to treat a certain part of your home, but don't touch others. They'll fit their plan for you. They're here to serve you. So I want to encourage you guys to check them out. You can give them a call anytime. 801-851-1812. All Guard takes care of my home. I want them to take care of yours as well. I'll tell you what. I promise you'll be 100% satisfied, or I think Seth and I will make sure it's right for you. So check it out, guys. That's All Guard Pest Control. You can go online, check them out, All Guard Pest Controls with an S. That's allguardpestcontrols.com, or give them a call once again, 801-851-1812. That's All Guard Pest Control, a proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, guys, we put a bow on this Monday edition of the podcast real quick. Make sure you guys listen to the edition of Locked On College Football today. You'll hear a familiar voice. Hey, that's me. I actually was a guest on Candace Cooper's edition of the podcast today to talk about BYU. Love catching up with her, and I love the Locked On College Football podcast, guys. It's a great way to stay up to date on everything with the college football universe going on. Some great hosts from around the Locked On Podcast Network who host it every day. But today's edition in particular, make sure you download it and listen to it because I was on there and you guys can hear a little bit more of me talking BYU football with more of a national perspective in that regard. All right. As we go out today, let's talk a little bit about Taysom Hill. I talked about on Friday how I expected Taysom Hill's performance to be probably an average starting performance in his first start in a New Orleans Saints uniform at quarterback. I have to say... I think his debut actually went better than I anticipated. It was a 24-9 victory for the Saints over the Atlanta Falcons. Taysom uh, passed for 200 and some odd yards, completed well over 70% of his passes. So all things considered, I really, really liked what I saw from Taysom in that game. He used his feet to great effect with two rushing touchdowns. Actually led the Saints in rushing in the game, if I'm not mistaken, with 51 total yards. So a really, really cool debut for Taysom Hill and of course Twitter yesterday if you were on it during this game going on uh, I'm sure there were many hot takes shared that you saw but I have to say I was really impressed with what Taysom showed on the field I think he is proving that you know what maybe Sean Payton knows a little bit more about football than Twitter does because many people out there including one Roddy White the former Atlanta Falcons wide receiver on social media yesterday saying that this guy can only run the option there's no way that we're going to lose to this this buffoon or whatever he said. Okay, great, Roddy White. You you can you can you can eat it. It just it, you got owned because Taysom Hill really was impressive in that win for the Saints. And I think as far as quarterbacking debuts go, went 
pretty, pretty well for Taysom Hill. So congratulations to Taysom and the Saints. Good to see him have a great debut. Also, big congratulations to Sione Takitaki. Had a career high, I think, believe 10 tackles as well as a pick six uh, in the Browns' win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Watch out, folks. Cleveland, the Browns. I know the the mistake by the lake jokes are always there, but the Browns are actually pretty dang good. And then capping it off last night, Dan Sorensen with a game-stealing interception to lift the Kansas City Chiefs to a 35-31 win over the Raiders. Pretty good day if you're a BYU fan who was watching... Uh, the former Cougars and the pros this past weekend. So yeah, Taysom Hill, 18 of 23, 233 yards, also leading the Saints with 10 carries and 51 yards and two touchdowns. In essence, my breakdown is that Taysom Hill did nothing to lose the starting quarterback job for the New Orleans Saints. And I would expect so long as Drew Brees is out, Taysom Hill is going to be the starter in New Orleans. Does that mean that Taysom Hill is going to be a 10-year starter for the Saints whenever Drew Brees hangs it up officially? I can't guarantee that. But Sean Payton believes in Taysom Hill, and Sean Payton is one of the elite football coaches, especially on the offensive side of the football, and even more especially in regards to quarterbacks. He knows what makes up a good quarterback. He knows what makes a good offense. And if this guy believes that Taysom Hill can succeed at a high level, he's not going to stake his job and his reputation on a guy like Taysom Hill if he doesn't believe in him. I think this is a great case study coming up over the next at least two weeks beyond what we saw yesterday for Taysom to prove what he can do and really show the NFL what he can do. I think the Saints have believed in Hill from early on when they signed him off of the new, uh, not the New England, the Green Bay Pack, Pack, excuse me, Green Bay Packers practice squad. If I can get those words out of my mouth, pardon that. But I think they have believed in him for a long time. There's a reason why they gave him twenty-one million dollars on a two-year contract to remain the backup behind Drew Brees. Breeze is not going to be the long-term starter in New Orleans. 11 rib fractures? Dude, a collapsed lung? He's a warrior, no doubt, speaking of Breeze, but he is done either the end of this year or next year, the very longest in my mind. And at that point, I know Taysom's going to be a little bit older. He's almost 30, if not 30 already. So he obviously, clock is ticking. But I think the NFL has proven over the past two decades that quarterback careers, especially with the rule changes and how they're protected, Quarterbacks can play until they're 40, if not into their 40s. And if Taysom Hill keeps it up and he continues to refine his game, there's no reason why he can't be a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. Granted, we only have one game of evidence, but that debut for Taysom yesterday went better than I expected. He did have the fumble late in the game, and hey, you have to secure the ball if you're Taysom Hill. He had it kind of out there a little bit, chicken winging it, and it got, it got swatted out of there. Okay. There was some bad with plenty good for Taysom Hill, but for his first game as a starting quarterback, really impressed with what we saw from Taysom and hoping to see more in the coming weeks. And like I said, I saw nothing in that game that makes me think that Taysom Hill will not be the starter until Drew Brees is declared fit and ready to return to action for the New Orleans Saints. All right, that's going to do it for this Monday edition of the show. A reminder, tomorrow we're going to talk a lot more about the college football playoff. Uh, if BYU does speak to the media today, I can guarantee we'll have that on tomorrow's podcast. And we just got a fun week ahead. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, thankful to all of you. Hope you guys are enjoying the hashtag give thanks uh, trend going on on social media from the LDS Church. It's cool to see a lot of people shouting out 
people, things, and whatever else they're thankful for this time of year. I hope you guys are doing it as well. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 23rd, 2020, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. 